sometimes we're so busy looking after good old number one that we forget something. We forget that, in fact, God is number one, and one day, sooner or later, that reality will be the only reality. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again, as today we take another look at life, your life, from a different perspective. And please do stick with me, because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet called On Solid Ground. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you live your life in the victory that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. I guess intuitively we understand that the things we say and do, the way we think and behave, well, they have consequences. There's a link between cause and effect. We know that. But oh, how easy it is to delude ourselves in this area, to make excuses for ourselves, to live out our own selfish desires and pretend that, well, really, that, that, that cause and effect stuff applies to other people, but not to me. You know what I'm talking about. We deny it, we deny it, we deny it. And all along, the warning signs are growing. The storm clouds start to gather over the horizon, but sometimes it's not until that first clap of thunder that we take any notice. And then, so often, it's too late. The storm's gathered momentum, and all we can do is brace ourselves for when it hits. We're going to spend some time today in that space with a man called Eli because he was in exactly that situation and he just left it too late. Let's make no mistake, there is a definite link between cause and effect, especially, as it turns out, in our relationship with God. Last week we met a woman called Hannah, a woman that honoured God, and a priest called Eli, a man with his two sons who did the exact opposite, even though he should have known better. And what I want to do today is have a look at them again. Hannah was a woman who was childless. She had the pain of the taunts of another wife, and she pours out her heart to God, and God gives her a son called Samuel. She honours God, and she gives up Samuel into his service. And God honours her by raising Samuel to replace Eli and become the priest to the nation of Israel. Now, what I want to do right now, though, is is go on and look at how God treats Eli and his sons because it's such a sharp contrast. Hannah honoured God and God honoured her. Eli didn't. Eli and his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were men who should have been shepherding Israel. They should have been bringing Israel close to their God. Instead... Hophni and Phinehas were plundering the sacrifices, sleeping with prostitutes, doing anything but honouring God. Now let's take a look at how God reacts to that. 1 Samuel chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days the word of the Lord was rare and there weren't many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the Ark of the Covenant was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back, lie down. So Samuel went and lay down again. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel didn't know the Lord yet. The word of the Lord hadn't been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if God calls you again, say, Speak, O Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. 
The Lord came and stood there and calling as he had the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears tingle. At that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from the beginning to end, for I told him I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons made themselves contemptible and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until the morning and when he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He he was afraid to tell Eli of the vision, but Eli called to him, saying, Samuel, my son. And Samuel said, Here I am. What is it that he said to you? Eli asked. Don't hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide anything from what he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. And Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Here's the paradox. Samuel, young boy, didn't recognize God's voice, and Eli did. Yet Samuel was the one that listened to God. And Eli didn't. Remember the pivot of this whole story is the fact that God says in 1 Samuel 2, verse 30, I will honour those who honour me, but those who despise me I will treat with contempt. Here is that powerful truth working its way out in Eli's life. We can be beetling away in our own selfish ways, ignoring our conscience, treating people with contempt, treating God with contempt, ignoring God. God never stops speaking. You want to know what he has to say? Just have a listen. He spoke to Eli over and over again. He talks to us over and over again. How? Maybe you were just flicking around channel surfing today and you stumbled across this program, kind of by chance or by accident it seemed. There you go. God is always trying to communicate with us, to reach out to us, but eventually enough is enough. See, eventually we kindle his anger. Eventually the time comes when we reap what we have sown. And that's exactly what happens to Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas. You, you can read about it, actually, in 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 12 to 22. What God tells Samuel actually happens. There's a huge disaster happens when the, the Israelites fight the Philistines, and they get defeated, and the Ark of the Covenant gets captured, and Hophni and Phinehas are killed, and Eli dies. God's judgment falls on that family because of what they have done. And today is a wake-up call. Yes, storms happen in life. Sometimes they're of our own doing, as it was for Eli and his sons. And yet we keep going, we keep going, we keep going, we keep deluding ourselves, we keep pretending like there's no cause and effect, but there is. God is a good God. God is a righteous God. God is a God who wants to bless us and love us and hold us and and pour his love out on us. But he honours those who honour him. And those who despise him, ultimately, judgment falls. Ultimately, they will be treated with contempt. There is a day of judgment coming. Stuff happens in this life. We live out our consequences. And one day, one day you and I will stand before God And he will judge us. He will. We may not like the idea, but that doesn't change anything. One day, God will judge us. And today's a wake-up call. Perhaps we're in one of those storms of life at the moment. And you know, when things are going badly, have you ever noticed we are tempted all the more to behave badly? Let this truth ring in your ears. Let this truth drop into your heart when God says to you today, I 
honour those who honour me, but those who despise me will be treated with contempt. You see, if we head off in our own direction, if we do an Eli and a Hophnius and a Phineas, right, and just go and do what suits us, one day we will reap our just rewards. And in that place, when, when God is against us, there is no solid ground beneath our feet. There is no solid ground beneath the feet of those who turn their backs on God. It might feel like it for a while. It might feel good for a while. But ultimately, a day of judgment will come. And the answer is to turn. The answer is to turn back to God right here, right now. Don't leave it any longer. all that we have going on in our lives, it's easy to feel like a small boat on a big ocean, being swamped by huge waves. What we need is some solid ground beneath our feet, something we can truly depend on. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called On Solid Ground and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live your life in the victory that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find a series of life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. To request your free copy, stop by at ChristianityWorks.com and you'll see that free offer right there towards the top of the homepage. Click on it, pop in your name and email, and that e-booklet will be on its way to your inbox in just seconds. That web address again is ChristianityWorks.com. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective.